turned out to be completely unreliable asshole. Hey, Tim. Hi, Ryan. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, and hello to our listeners, and Happy New Year. We, uh, it's, it's December for us still, but our voice from the past speaking to you from our future your present, oh our present. God. It is New Year's, so Whoa. happy 2019, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of Dismembering Horror. This is Ryan. Hi, I'm Tim. Great. Ryan and Tim, here we are, <laughs> just for you. And we, uh, we're we going to talk about a Finnish film today, I believe. Finnish. Finnish. Skins. Yeah. Is that appropriate? Can I call them scans, or is that like... I've never heard it before. Just... I just made it up. It sounds offensive, <laughs> but it's not meant to be. I just don't want to have to say Scandinavian. It's such a long word. Scandinavians. Scandinavians. Scandies. Scan- <laughs> that sounds even worse. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Let do me you eat have, those Scandies. Do you have anything you want um, to bring up? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to get into this one because um, previous weeks I've had to catch up with different things, but I don't really have anything. No. Okay. I'm I'm kind of just excited to talk about this movie because I really need help figuring out what I thought of it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It's kind of a weird movie to deconstruct. So let's do it. Okay, so we're going to play the trailer here for Lake Bottom. I'd never seen it before. <laughs> um, gosh, where to begin? Well, I guess we could just synopsis it. Yeah, that's where we begin. Go for it. Okay, summary. Yes. <laughs> we have, oh God, oh God. <laughs> so, so two, two Scandinavian, um, uh, uh, horror, not horror, but, um, True crime. True crime, thank you. Mm -hmm. Two Scandinavian teenage high school true crime boy enthusiasts lure, trick, coerce Mm -hmm. two female friends of theirs, acquaintances, to, unbeknownst to the the women, join them for a recreation of a famous actual murder that happened. The Probably the most famous, maybe, in... At Finland. Lake Lake Bottom, in or with with the hopes of, um, of luring the original killer or, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, right? Because they w- 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 want to prove that they can that they're cool that they could solve it. Yeah, right. That's what they got accused of. But that's what I took away from it. There's my summary, and then twists and turns abound, whether you like Do it or they not. Ever, yeah. I mean, I even came up with some that weren't in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it could put you in that kind of mode. Oh, this yeah. is going to happen. Oh, that's yeah, going to happen. Totally. Would you add anything to that? Um, the only thing that I think is relevant is that one of the girls 
the sort of I guess you would call the the main character has sort of some high school trauma, you know, shit going on. Right. Like she was she brought her ostr- not ostracized. Well, sort she of She brought her family shame. Yeah. By having nude Dude. photos taken of her while she was passed out at a party. Right. Which may not have actually happened as far as the photos were nude. Yeah, we'll get to that. Or something. Or that they were taken. Yeah. Twist. <laughs> right. Or kind of. <laughs> anyway. Uh, how would you rate it? Um, I think I would just say stream it. To you? Yeah. That's our rating system. Is yeah. Us talking to us. Um, yeah, I think just stream it. It, It's got some stuff that I like, but I don't think I, enough to spend $4 on. I concur with your stream it rating, <laughs> which is interesting because I don't know. I mean, part of, I think, why it's on this list, I guess I put it on there. But it's it appears on a lot of lists and like looking at now reviews, it's on Rotten Tomatoes and all that. It has people only seem to like it. So I, I mean, so I feel like we're the odd men out here. Maybe. So please, if you just watch this, well, this is an in, this will become I think an interesting conversation potentially. Yeah. Between the two of us, maybe at the end of this, we're gonna just switch it to buy. <laughs> Wish we bought it. <laughs> you know why? It's because. We can't not be manipulated by the fucking attractive Scandinavians. They just are too attractive. Right. And their beautiful parties. Right. When watching it, even their parties are perfect. (laughs) The lighting is so nice. Yeah. It was like, this locker room is so nice. I'm like, I think that speaks more to how like American locker rooms are versus how, you know, elsewhere in the world. Flashbacks. (laughs) High school. Um, okay. Did you, you, I'm going to tell you an anecdote right now. Okay. When I was in middle school, I was late for gym class and I ran into the locker room and I was leaning down. I was like leaning against the wall, um, tying my shoe. And this kid, a kid, one of the sort of, one of like four pretty rough kids in my class, he was, he's like five years older than everybody had been held back and all that troubled kid. But generally nice. Like, I never had a problem with him. He was, we, are, we were always cordial and whatever. Um, he walked in, and I looked up, and I was like, what's up, dude? And he just sort of nodded at me, and I looked down, and I kept tying my shoe, and the next thing I knew, he was holding a knife to my neck. Whoa. In real life. And I, you know, froze and kind of looked at him, like, and I was like, what are you doing? And he had this, like, super intense, angry look on his face. Like he was going to kill me. And that lasted a couple seconds maybe. And then he like pulled the knife away and his whole demeanor changed. And he started laughing. He was like, ha ha ha, fucking gotcha. Whoa. He just needs to like, um, I was like that. He just needs to like hold control. You I know? guess, man. Wow. It was so intense. I never told any adult. Well, now you're telling the world. Now the world knows. I'm not going to name that kid's name. <laughs> it was Watch your back, very intense. Okay. And then middle school. Middle school. Well, he was older, like I said. So I was probably in eighth grade and he was... So how old are you in eighth grade? 12? 12, yeah. Yeah, he was probably 15. 
Um, you know, that's a good thing to set the tone for this film because one of the things that was interesting about it was Mm -hmm. it's based on a real life. No, no, no. This is, this is what was interesting about this film. (laughs) It's not based on real life murders. It's, it's, how do you put it? It's not even that it, well, it's, it's predicated on the idea that, well, I mean, this is any, any fucking story. So I don't know why they kind of said this at the beginning but they kind of like these murders happened in real life there were murders that happened in real life this movie is is a version of those events uh, but no but it's it's not but it's not it's a version of like what could have happened right but in 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 response to the it's like why did you even say that of course that's what it is (laughs) right right like to say that they were real things that had happened yeah so just say that yeah, it, it was confusing. It was an, it, no, because I agree. Because what confusing. I said, like, was I'm pretty sure is what it said. Yeah, was that this is an interp. This is a, a. I thought we were gonna watch something in the '60s that was an interpretation of what yeah. had happened. That's not what we want. Do you think that was just lost and finished into but English I think, translation? So I think what they're trying to say is that this movie is not a depiction of what happened, but it it is a depiction of a possible scenario that could happen in the the real world of that of those murders right of those original murders which is a, just to me a very odd conceit or st- structural sort of thing to put out there like they're trying to say this movie exists in the real world yeah they're trying to give it that weight Right. Well, based on true events, kind of thing. Yeah, but like post facto. Right. In the kind of like the strangers pray at night. <laughs> oh, don't. Dude. <laughs> sure. Uh, a friend of mine I, listened. Would, I, wait, but yeah, this is better than that movie. Yes. Well, not according to my friend. Uh, really loved that film, Strangers Pray at Night. And I, th- I kind of want to get his blurb on this podcast to give Ooh, give yeah. us a minute defense because I think it's important if we yeah. ragged on a movie that'd be cool to like hear. We we don't want to we we aren't the end all authority on any of this. We That's acknowledge a good idea. That. We should have yeah. We should like have a space in here if, for rebuttals. Yes, exactly. I think that'd and be like cool. maybe people we know can either record like you could record a rebuttal of your like just on your iPhone and send it to us somehow. That'd yeah. be fucking cool. Great. I'll, I'll get him to do it. Yeah. That'll be your first one. Sweet. Okay, let's figure out this movie and talk about what worked for us. All right, let's do it. What worked, what worked for you? What worked for you? <laughs> <laughs> Work like a charm, Smith. <laughs> what worked? What worked for you? I feel like I say this almost every time, but I'm going to say it again. Obviously not every time, but when it's working, it's working. Um, the cinematography of this is really nice, and it's really well shot, and there are some very beautiful uh, woods and just exterior shot. I mean, even the, like we were just saying, even the party scene, like mm-hmm. it's it's cool. Like it it it's not just a rote sort of here's a high school party. And even the locker room that was seen, or that yeah, was like there, a long take. Yep, there's atmosphere and the, yeah. You know what, Tim? I wrote, I liked uh, 
I liked how the beginning was shot, the driving shots, all that. Yeah. I'd agree with you. I thought it was a good, this is pretty filmmaker geeky here, but I thought they were able to give a good variety of um, how they shot inside of their car at the beginning driving there. It's kind of always a tricky thing to that do is, is shoot true. inside of a car. You know what? That's amazing now that you mention this because usually I notice in the car shots and yeah. I did not at all in this, which means they were doing something right because it, I was not thinking about right. the fact that they were in a car. It was good variety. And it, it looked like they were working with that they didn't have like the car mount thingy, you know, the, the, the whatchamacallit, where like the car is on a, mm-hmm. a, a, a sort of system to shoot yeah. outside of it. It looked like they were really in the car doing it and had yeah, a good and variety. They, they used, yeah, they used some interesting angles that we don't see all the time. Like there's the, there is a sh- angle, a uh, high low angle actually, um, that frames in a two shot both the driver and Ida the the blonde girl mm-hmm. behind him and he is having a conversation with her through the rearview mirror he's never looking really over his shoulder he's just t- kind of talking into the mirror mm-hmm. but they're both in the shot um and it's from above which seems like it would be kind of hard to do right because there's the ceiling of the car yeah but they managed to to widen that shot out enough to make it Wonder if Get the, both of them. The station wagon gave them some more room. Are those roomy Maybe, interiors? Yeah. I liked there was one that the was Volvo. from the there was one from the back of the station wagon, like back centered looking forward, and we see, you know, All each of the sides. Them, yeah. And it was reminiscent or a shot that came later was reminiscent of it where there's a shot inside of the tent sort of straight on from behind, looking forward at the entrance. Sure, yeah. I like both of those That's shots. Interesting. Yeah. So those were, so I had that those things worked for me about how cool. it was shot. And yeah. I also have some things that didn't work for me. We'll get to about okay. how it was shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I have some other big like basics too, I guess, just to get out of the way as far as what worked for me. The um, editing I thought was really well done. Yeah. Kept the momentum going. Um, made, made a lot of the moments like ring true for me. You know, gave, gave everything a good amount of weight. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it, it it's not you know I wasn't thinking about it exactly that's that's, that's, that's a when good I sign realize it. yeah <laughs> um and then more basics the performances yep everybody's good how old do you think they all work in the, real life yeah the actors they're young well I think Nora could be older but I just felt like it was it was one of those cases where they were all probably closer to twenty than seventeen maybe but. yeah. I get, well, well, I think the girls are supposed to be. Are they all supposed to be the same year? Probably. I, yeah, maybe. I think the young Ida seems younger. I think it's mentioned once that she might be a year or two younger. Not that younger people can't give great performances. No, but... no, no. What I mean is the character is supposed to be younger. Oh, right. So I think, but the actress, yeah, they, they all No, seem... I mean, it just seemed like for me that they did have those few extra years on them to sort of bring, you know, that mm-hmm. acting prowess of a certain of a certain color. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Any standout performances to you? Mm, pretty just solid ensemble yeah they're all kind of on the same nobody's bad nobody's like oh man they really stole the show yeah well i like except how... for except for um uh older mads mickelson <laughs> right the dad the dad <laughs> um 
Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a good combination of like where, you know, comparing it to another in the woods film we watched, The Ritual. Mm. If you remember one of our complaints about that was just like the the sort of internal struggle that the, all the characters had going on were kind of one note and not too mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. But how the characters were written and performed in this, like I was getting pretty set up where it's like, okay, that's actually an interesting level of yeah. conflict they're talking about. Like, I, I think they actually, the only one they, they kind of sell short is Elias. Yeah. You don't really, I think we're supposed to glean a backstory from his appearance alone that he's, he, and maybe in Finland, right. A, a, um, darker complexion, dark hair, punk tattooed kid is, is, you know, an anomaly enough or like an outcast or outsider enough that, that, that you just, go yeah i know who that is even though if we didn't get enough or not enough but we didn't get comparatively as much backstory with the guys as the girls which was fine like i felt like each of the guys had their moments that made them feel grounded three-dimensional like i bought them as real and for the kid you were just talking about elias it was when he was trying to sort of say that smarmy kind of like oh women just want love guys just want sex or something like that and the way um was it Nelly or no, no Ida? Ida. With the way Ida sort of rebuted that and yeah. put him in his oh. place. So guys don't want love? <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It felt like it was everything I needed to know about his character then in a way. That felt true. It was cool. Yeah. And then um, I forget. I think it was when um, I liked the moment where where the girl, uh, was it Nora asked Ate? No, no. It was Ida again. Asked Ate, the, the two blondes. This, that's how there were two brunettes and two blondes. That's yeah, how we're keeping track. <laughs> when she asked him, it was, uh, why did you why did you say that to me about, what did you mean by that? With saying like Catholic or Bible, thump- Bible thumpers are only, yeah. everything's about sex to Bible thumpers. Yeah. And then the way he said, I don't know, I was just running my mouth off. I'm sorry, kind of thing. It, it resonated as a true moment. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, that's funny you bring that up. That that um, dodge, I guess, that that human people in real life do, drives me fucking nuts. When you get called out on something, and your response is, oh, "I was just joking. Oh, I was just in the moment." What I'm, I'm always like, "Fuck you!" No, like, but it's, you're being called out for a reason. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, this is a true moment because people do this all the time. So it worked, right? Like it got me wound well, up. Well, it was what what I liked about it. Here's here's what I was getting at was rather than the sort of leaving the conversation. At, oh yeah, you were just running your mouth, whatever. He like went on to sort of describe what was coming. You know what was coming from it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did he? <laughs> Sorry. You know, I I just had a better point I was trying to make that I lost when I was saying it. Oh, I apologize man. to everyone in you, Tim. I accept your apology. Thank you. Well, what else worked for you about this film? Um, I mean, I liked the ride of it. You know, I thought that it, like, kind of what you were saying, like, the momentum is good. It's, it's, it gets to it, right? Like, it doesn't sort of belabor anything. It's like, it's well-paced. It, it structurally sort of moves to the next moment well and effectively. And the moments are really 
centered around twists that have or sort of story reveals, backstory reveals about the motivations yeah. of of the different characters. Oh, there's no actual cabin. Oh, the girls, da da da. Yeah, and and I think something that you see that doesn't work in other movies is they'll kind of they'll kind of get stuck on a, a particular moment and redo it a bunch of times. It's like you see the same con- basic conversation happening over and over again. Like, like we're lost in the woods. Like, we keep going in circles. And then the conversation is them just fighting about that over and over mm-hmm. again, which is kind of what happened in the ritual. Ritual. You made me think of that before yeah, you said it. And you see that. This doesn't do that at all. It, it's like it's pretty much like an um, uh each scene has a, a, a is connected by a therefore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this happened, and therefore this next thing is going to happen, and therefore the next thing is going to happen, as opposed to and thens. Um, this is kind of, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot, honestly, in you know, big things that worked for me, but um, I guess essentially I have something that you were just saying. It just kind of sounds like a backhanded compliment. I wrote. <laughs> It was pretty fun getting the story doled out. Yeah, like like we had. Fun. Oh, okay. So this is this is this is where. Oh, who did this? Oh, were the pictures real? Oh, like I don't right. know. Yeah, I guess that's that's sort of what I mean. Like we got on the ride. Yeah. Like I wanted to know how they were gonna like what their fucking plan was once they <laughs> once they killed the two guys. I was like, what? Now I'm interested. Like, how do you guys think you're gonna get out of this? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. And you're not. Like, you're definitely not. And it was at that baseline pretty fun. That's, like, exactly what I want for a good, like, stream horror movie watching yeah. with a friend, which is exactly yeah. what we are doing. Like, oh, okay. I, I found there's certain movies where I feel like I should keep my mouth shut. And this was not one of them. <laughs> where I was like, I want to sort of comment on everything and i don't feel bad doing because it wasn't quite it was weird because it it was set up you know in this sort of stark grounded you know not i keep saying based on true events happened in the world of this film (laughs) is i guess what it was right (laughs) yet yet pretty quickly the tone switches to like okay but this is also has modes of a slasher film in it like with the kills Mm mm-hmm like where it all of a sudden took away that sort of that that somber air of like, I, you know, you wouldn't want to speak during it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think this has kind of a. Oh, shit. There. Uh, what's the word? It's sort of like it's almost in a weird way, weird way, like light and airy kind of tonally. It's even though the content is dark, it's it's got a. a bit of irreverence to it of like hey you know we're on this ride too it's, like and we want you yeah. to be enjoying it especially when the girls commit the murder and you and you get that reveal it's kind of like it's shot in a almost like a fun adventure movie mm-hmm. way and you're like cool yeah with them having to get the keys from the lake and... yeah man like that whole sequence i really like i like the i, I love any any movie where the plan you think the plan is working and and like the one thing is fucked up and they have then they have to fu- solve that fuck up. I love that shit. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's exciting. It's like, oh, how the fuck are they going to get out of this kind of thing? I love that stuff. So them having yeah. to go back and and like that's a fun setup, like having to dive down into a lake and 
open a body bag and fish keys out of it. Yeah. That like tickles a lot of things for me. Yeah. For one, I don't know if you notice it, but anytime somebody dives underwater in a movie, I have to hold my breath. I heard you do that. <laughs> I have to. I'm like, I want to know how um, long how long can I hold my breath? This is so like such a specific moment, but honestly, I think my favorite part about it and this this I guess speaks to how I felt about it overall and where my mind was at and what I was wanting, but the car flip was such a good car flip. It really I was, was really yeah. impressed. Not since the babysitter had we seen <laughs> a good some good yeah. car stunt action. That's right. Yeah, I mean, yes, I totally agree. I there's a they obviously had money. Like yeah. there's there's some really good like the budget or their use of the budget, whatever the budget was, I didn't actually find. Well, that I think anyway, that's cause... that's why it was one of those things where it's like because they were certainly on a budget, they give whatever they're going to do with it, they're going to care more and pay more attention to it. Yeah. So like the car flip looks really good. It yeah, was, it does. It... There are some beautiful shots in this too. Mm-hmm. Like beautiful, like in the woods, there's, there's a point when Nora is in a kind of a little gully and uh, they, obviously they had a gigantic um, light that they were using to mock the the moon. But they... They don't they don't overtly try to make every shot realistic, right? Like there's this the, so the shot I'm talking about is Nora kind of climbing out of the woods and um my stomach is growling. I'm so sorry everyone. So rude. Um so Nora is climbing out of the woods and there are, you know, sparse trees kind of over her head like beyond her. And that light that they're using is so brightly blown out behind that and creating this nice silhouette. And it's a beautiful shot. Like everything in that shot is in focus, foreground and background. Like it's really, really, really pretty to look at and creepy and artistic. Like it's got a lot going on for it. And there's a number of those. So, you know, I guess that's to say that even if, the even if aspects of the story are not you know the greatest i still really liked watching this because it had it's it's borderline slick mm-hmm. but not too slick it's not transformers where you're like all right i just there's too much or totally david fincher or maybe more Sure. Like, but even fincher film. i think has some gr- griminess to him. Yeah. I just think of maybe more like Gone Girl aesthetic of just mm, yeah, as, yeah. as far as just how it's shot so yeah. um, deliberately. That's yes, that's true. And but there are there are really I mean, the director of this movie, I think, is way better than the writing of this movie. I agree with that. So I'm curious to kind of investigate other stuff that I have a good amount in things done. that didn't his name work. is Tenelli Mustonen. Oh. Mus- Sorry, Mustonen. I don't know if it's you, right. you, were, you just oh, said you wanted. Damn it, he wrote it too. <laughs> no, yeah, you, you... well, he's a really good director. <laughs> well, you just said uh, what you just said. Sorry, I thought you were going to say something else, which is like. Um... You were curious. You, you just said you were curious to see what else he's done, and I just looked it up, and there, he hasn't done anything since this as far as according actually maybe we should double check that because that wasn't on imdb um but i thought you were gonna say oh you're curious to 
to figure out to talk about what didn't work, which I am too, and also yeah. things of note. No, I am because I have more in those. I think the only just a couple other just little things. I just like the um I I personally like the twist and turniness of this. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little once you there was a moment where I go this movie doesn't have anywhere to go if it's not going to be a series of weird twist and domino sort of things. Where that's a sort of what it became what it was and about. It, and then, yes. And so you know knowing that and when it and, and sort of when the first hint of that happened, I felt like I kind of knew the rest of the time. I was I I was anticipating the rest of the time. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I actually like that. Like, because I like... This movie doesn't have enough underneath it, I think, without that stuff. It would just be a boring kind of slasher in the woods movie. I mean, honestly, that's what it kind of was to me. <laughs> because <laughs> okay. those, those the things... Twi- the twistiness wasn't a, didn't, didn't hold you enough? No, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I, I like it. It, it was sense. again. It was pretty fun getting it dolled yeah. out. That's what I'll put it at. Yeah. Um. Oh, but the last thing I had that worked for me, and I can see maybe why if you're watching this and you're super into it, why you'd leave on such a high note is because I thought the tail ending was really neat. Not the um. I guess the way way ending was the the next group of kids coming to now see sure. where this other murder yeah. had happened. Um, the second murder, <laughs> two famous murders now, but, um, it was when the bad guy, the original killer, presumably mm-hmm. tow truck. Yeah. Fi- finally recreated the original murders with the right. two girls, kind of what was originally set up in a way. Um, I thought that was the sort of true horror in this film. Like the kills before didn't really have me. Up till this, I was never yeah. really in much suspense up until this point. But there was something yeah. just like really wicked, disturbing, and intense about how it was shot mm-hmm. and the context of it, of the guy. The, recre- ma- the mouth gluing. Yeah. That's and great. Just like the, there were like those sort of almost like saw-like quick cuts of there to, were, to go yeah. into black and out of black that I thought mm-hmm. were effective. And not overdone. Yeah. It don't, that, that stuff only happens, I think in the third act and only three sort of brief little snippets of yeah. it. And it's it's enough. So I think that this was my favorite part of the film was just that segment because it felt like the whole movie I was waiting for a horror movie to happen and then it yeah. happened in these the sort of last, the, the five minute set piece of the killer getting uh, these poor women in his clutches. Yeah. Um, my last thing is to sort of step back from the actual content of the story, well, from the story, no, what am I trying to say? From the the action of the story, thematically speaking, I, I really like this sort of high school is fucked up. And like kids' brains are not in a good place, especially if they're being fucked with, mm-hmm. right? And I, I think that there's, a lot of cool and just sort of unsettling reality to the, the the undertone story of what this movie is really about. Yeah, well, which was interesting because I felt like that was one I hadn't picked up on, but you're, it's totally 
is, is full on there. And then there's a couple others just sort of like not quite themes, but like as if, you know, you're trying to explore certain something, I guess, themes. Yeah. Exploring ideas. But it was like there was a handful going on. And when I tried to connect them, they weren't all necessarily there. It felt like there's a lot of yeah. ideas yes. at the undercurrent that you could at any given time latch on to. But they never coalesced together. No, I I agree. So yeah. that's why I had a few things that were like worked for me in that same sense on their own. But I think I ended up putting them in things that didn't work for me because it was like mm, as a movie, not quite enough. Yeah, yeah as yeah. a whole, it did actually ended up detracting. Sure, I get that. Yeah. Well, can we talk about all that? What yeah. Did... Let's get let's get into it. What what are what do we call this? Things that did not work. Yes. <laughs> It's not ready yet. Seems to work okay. No, something important's missing. What did not work? <laughs> can, can, I, can I just start with one really broad thing? Yeah. The first 45 minutes of this movie are just a series of completely dumb decisions like leaving each other alone there's like there's a bunch of this sort of shit now i wish i had a, a list okay well here <laughs> i think i can curtail off yeah. that being an issue for you because okay. what that sums up what was my main qualm with this film like where you said stupid decisions being made mm -hmm. yeah i that wasn't bugging me in that sort of that sort of direct sense that you just put it at because I could tell that they knew that the, like the writers, the filmmakers, these were aware that these were sort of annoying genre conventions or, or like things that, you know, happen in horror film, whatever. Yes. So, so like my kind of how I summed up what, what didn't quite work for me is that like the, the screenplay maybe more than the direction, uh, it felt like they were aware of these genre conventions and like you read the reviews for these films and they're all like, oh, it plays on these tropes and usurps genre conventions. But yet it, it demonstrated the knowledge, but never did anything with it for me. It never used that to its advantage. It right. Like in a way that it felt fully satisfying. Ever. Well, and I think their their sort of conceit or or their justification in a way is like, yeah, but in a, in everybody's in on it. Right, even the characters. Yes. Yeah. So, th so they're in on it. So it's it's okay for for Nora to be like, no, just leave me. Yeah. But it's not okay for Elias to agree to that. Right. Like that's fucking insane. And it doesn't put mean... her on your shoulder and right. get the fuck out of there. Right. Right. So, so to me, it's such a fine line between maintaining this this uh the 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 twist and the sort of the 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 what am i trying to say well the, it's like the, the, this the story that the things that people know yeah the things that are like how they're two three steps ahead of us right maintaining that but you you still have to have character logic and well, if one of those characters isn't in on the thing yeah and they do something completely illogical they better get convinced to do that they can't just be like okay sure i guess yeah it, it felt like I just said two, three steps ahead. It felt like that was in a bad way where because it was only <laughs> yeah. sort of like looking ahead to what was going to happen now, I never was really fully enjoying it as it was happening. Like the yeah. perfect example, I think, 
is I remember when you were like, um, you called this tent scare where it's like, oh, <laughs> right. he went off to pee and he's not coming back. And you're like, I bet you a thousand bucks he's going to scare him. And I'm like, well, yeah, of <laughs> yeah. course. But then I knew at the same time that the movie was aware of these conventions. So right. I thought maybe it wasn't going to happen or there was something going to be different with yeah, it. Yeah, that they would do right. just a little different version But then of it did happen. <laughs> and it happened exactly right. the way but, it but then you always see... does. But then you see that was still intentional because that was used to set up this sort of then reoccurring thing of like, right. of, oh, they're just teasing us. Oh, they're just teasing us. So yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was one of these examples that people reference as far as like being aware of genre tropes and playing on it. Yet why that doesn't work for me is because it's still played as a lame false scare when it happened. Just right. like it's like they were aware of that. That's kind of why I started off saying in summation, they're aware of it happening, yet it doesn't use it to any benefit. Well, and I think we talked about a similar sort of construct uh, during in, uh, Insidious. It's it's kind of the same thing as using the jump scare to prime and the you know, when you do it two or three times early on we're spent right like we've already gotten the adrenaline rush from the first few that got us to kind of jolt and so by the time you get to get around to actual content that's worth paying attention to you're kind of you're no longer primed up you, you you're none of that ends up being scary because you already had the the spike of adrenaline and now the come down from it so it doesn't quite pay off i think a better version of that is kind of what you're saying it's like get the audience thinking about the convention don't do it don't don't do any of it completely avoid it and that keeps you kind of on edge and we've seen this in other movies where we've been like oh man they really you know drew out the the tension leading up to an actual moment like you kept thinking oh when's it gonna happen when's it gonna happen and it doesn't and that gets you fucking way more primed for when a thing does happen especially in a movie that is a twist movie don't set us up to go oh i know a twist is gonna happen fucking make us surprised when the twist happens yeah because if you do this other thing where you're kind of leaning in and pointing at it well it was it was though then like, we don't care they were yeah yeah i mean i i, I already said it but it's like they <laughs> at the expense they have them uh saying okay we're, we're doing the twist even though you weirdly know about it we're not mm -hmm. weirdly but even though you know about the tip tw the twist we're doing it anyways in service of this later thing right it's still just makes it so you don't enjoy it when it first happens like right. it's that's that's what i meant like it was yeah at a weird trade-off i agree and okay. you know i still kind of enjoyed it yeah <laughs> um i just had the but thought... it could be done better i think is is yeah the the lake dive scene which you were just saying when i was thinking about it oh it was pretty cool but then i just added to what didn't work for me about it was <laughs> i can't think about why it mattered to have it at all it just seemed like it made the movie 10 minutes longer. Hmm. Well, I mean, it is just conflict roadblock kind of thing, you know, hurdle to get over. They fucked up. Yeah. You know, that's good. I don't know, but it's like nothing else. Like, like it, they weren't, I wanted to see them like, that's why the, the actual killer was it able is. to catch them. Is it, it is. 
Because when she was standing on the rock yelling and shit, he's across the lake with his flashlight. They okay, show great. that once. I just want to make sure that. Maybe so, now, now you know. It, now it did not not work so much. But, but, <laughs> having said that, shut the fuck up. You don't know if anybody else is camping around that lake. You're yeah. sitting there on a rock yelling full fucking force like. Actually, she does know someone was camping because she saw. Yeah, saw she the- saw it earlier. Yeah. She knows somebody's around. What the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> shut up. Stop yelling. Like, be secretive. Be quiet like that. We would get more into it. Instead, she's up there being like, Ida, Ida, you got the keys to the car of the boys that we just killed. Yeah. It's like, dude, what? Shut up. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of like that as far as it's um she's dumb. Well, it yeah, it yeah, it's showing the the sort of audacity of someone who's the killer themselves yes. thinking that they're invulnerable. Yes, and I think she's uh, I'm not trying to shit on the character too much because I I think that there's some cool stuff in making Nora this basic fucking psychopath. Right? Like her motivation is so misguided and and she is she really is the antagonist of right. the film, right? Like she's the one who sets all of this emotion. She manipulates be- her quote unquote friend's life in Bec- order to have her for herself. Right, because she has a fucking high school crush. And that's what I mean when you get into that. Like I like getting into that. The idea of like when you're an adolescent, you're, you do and think crazy ass shit. Where's the line between that and being a complete and actual sociopath or psychopath like it's a it it feels i think for all you know a lot of people uh, on either side of it whether you're the kid or you know the parent or whatever it feels like a very fine line at times yeah and i think exploring that of what it what it feels like to be an adolescent is something that's fun to play around with they don't lean in too hard on it in the thematic sense. It's just kind of there. And I got it. Like I took it uh, that away with me where I'm like, I like that. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not heavy handed about it. I just think it's a cool theme. Yeah. Um, so I'm cool with her being a maniac. But also if she's smart enough to plan all of this, she should be smart enough not to shout on a fucking rock at the lake when they're standing over bodies that they just dropped in it. Right, right but she's not smart enough to plan all of it <coughs> because she, she fucked get away. Up. Yeah. Well, yeah, so there's some nuance, I think, here that you can play around with as a writer where you can, you can do stuff to kind of show the audience. Like, for example, it, 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 Halloween actually did this a little bit. Remember with um, not... What's the fucking doctor's name? Loomis? Yeah, not not Loomis. So not Loomis has a scene or two before we see the twist of him turning uh, and being crazy where he's acting fucking weird and frantic and unpleasant. And I thought, God, his acting sucks. And then you, you realize there's a point to it. You could do something like that with her too. Just have Ida go... Dude, shh, like, yeah. we don't know who's around here. Like, you're you're being, you know, you're being manic right now. Calm down. Like, shut the fuck up. You're right. It was. It's uh, little things it like was, that. You it can felt like... service yourself in those moments to to yeah. diminish the audience feeling that you're 
characters are being illogical. It was, if you're saying this movie kind of wrote an interesting balance between being like realistic and not realistic, it was one of those were, yeah, situationally it should have been more realistic. Right. It felt like it was overlooking something. Yeah. I mean, that that maybe I realized what, why I can't get super into this movie um, was had to do with that that balance of like stark realism versus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know a, a slasher film because like i i felt like i was set up for something that was more like did you see that movie the snowtown murders was it called that was like Australian i tried movie. to i tried to start it and i haven't watched or just it. something where it's like i because of the setup of the real life murder i was primed for something that was more way simple and stark and you wouldn't want to talk over like something that was yeah. that level of, of seriousness. But then it was just this. It like, never was that. Yeah, it was. I this, don't think it was intending to. Right. It became a very character centric and a kind of yeah. more screenplay. Yeah. Kind yeah. of way of. of it's a movie. It yeah. is a movie. Yeah. Going with these twists of the, the characters. And so, yeah, I'm like, OK, well, it's kind of fun. But I don't know, just this that setup I felt like would have been a more interesting setup for like, I really wish it was just you know, the delivery of the movie that it set up. I would have mm-hmm. much preferred that where it is like yeah. these two boys get these two girls to come out with them. Things don't go right. And that's sure. I would have just wanted that movie. Yeah. And I mean, even when we initially turned it on and the, the kind of the, <clears throat> what do you call it? Like the cover page kind of image before you hit play is just them sitting around a campfire in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, cool. Like in the yeah. woods campfire, like shit's going to go bad movie. And the setup all in itself was good enough where I was kind of invested in the characters and the situation that as soon as it sort of just, you know, the twist happened to show you it wasn't mm-hmm. that I'm like, actually I was kind of enjoying that. And I was right. I was only sort of, I mean, that's my critique. I mean, yeah, I was, I was, as soon as I was invested into the new thing, they introduced yet another thing and I stopped caring. Okay, so, so that is a perfect segue into what I think they could have done to make all of this work way, way better. Can I just sort of, yeah, as an example, say what? Yeah, you well, that I, let's see if you're going to say what I'm about to say. Well, yeah, just that... <laughs> That like I was never able to sympathize with the characters or the situation entirely because of these new things being introduced and it becoming about that. So that felt more it felt like I was only ever sort of teased with sympathizing with the characters and situation because of the the twist. Yeah, because of the twist happening in such a way where it's like as soon as I started caring about the characters in situation, a twist would happen and completely change it. Well, and and also, yeah, like if you were feeling any sympathy for either Nora or Ida, the second we know that they planned this, we're like, hmm. Right. Well, okay. well, my sympathy for them is gone. So as (laughs) soon as I was um, like as soon as I was into like the actual setup story of the boys luring them out there Mm -hmm and sympathizing with the women. Um, then all of a sudden the twist was that it was the girls. And then as soon as I was into that, the girls inner conflict of their escape. And then the one, um, was it, uh, uh, Nora kind of taking control over mm-hmm. Ida and like yeah, hitting yeah. her in the face and all oh that God, stuff. Yeah. So as soon as I was into that <laughs> conflict, then all of a sudden it was the killer again. And That's I right. felt no real sympathy for the girls at that point. Well, and, and you had said, too, like, in the, in that moment, suddenly they're best friends again. Yeah. <laughs> right. All of a sudden. So it just, like, completely... Which no... maybe, you know, maybe that's just high school. Yeah. 
It is. But <laughs> it, it, as far as my investment in it as a story, it's like completely nullifies, I don't know, any interest I have at, at any given point. You know, as it, yeah. it nullifies what came before it versus sort of using it as like, oh, a twist. It's not what we thought right. it was. So... I agree with all of that. It still leads me to what I think they could have done, and it would have. I think it would have solved this. It's a different movie, though, but because because of how they set all of this up, and we spend the first maybe half, probably a little more than half of the. Well, no, we spent about half the movie thinking it's one thing. Then we get twist. It's the girls. After that, so two-thirds of the way through i guess suddenly we suddenly we get into this flashback and you get a bunch of backstory of like how things led to this things that have been talked about right suddenly we're back in high school it's it's nora recounting why she did what she did essentially and you know the sequence events them planning why she decided to kill them because she's in love with Ida. Ida saying, let's, you know, just saying those three words, they should die or whatever the fucking words were. Um, that you get this in basically a extended sequence slash monologue. I would argue that this would be a much, much better movie if we were very specifically and tactfully given pieces of those scenes throughout and not in one chunk because you can manipulate the impression that those specific moments have in flashback on the audience and on their relevance to scenes that are going on in the present timeline um for example I'm going to make one up right now. <laughs> if you show the interaction between Nora and Ida in a flashback when Nora and Ida are, you know, so so we're in the, let's say we're in the campfire and Nora is going off and snogging with Elias. And you see that that has some sort of effect on, on Ida, right? That we don't know that in the, in the version that it is now, the, the actual movie, we never really knew that Ida ha had a thing for Elias. That's never really stated in any way. And it's not le even leaned in on when Nora goes to potentially like snog with him. I don't know why I'm saying snog, <laughs> but that's the word I chose. They live closer to Britain than we do. There you go. That should have an effect on her, right? Because we learn later that the whole reason Nora constructs this thing is because she was worried that Ida was falling for Elias and that she was going to lose Ida. Right. So if that's the case, why don't when Elias and Nora go off into the tent together, we get a flashback of the two of them hanging out together in Nora's room, working on a thing together and having a connection over the thing that they're working on. We can later back out of that in flashback when we've gotten more information and see that what they were working on was fucking murdering these two kids. Then we, we've, we've built more of a foundation of the mindset and the backstory in, in moments leading up to reveal. Right. I think that would have been 
that's a good observation and I think suggestion because then that would have felt truer to kind of this story flipping, you know, the style or whatever or, or structure because yeah. how it is now, I was just trying to get invested in what was happening as it was happening. Right. And then as soon as I was, then it, the rug was pulled out from under me in a not fun way. Right. So yeah, if it's exactly as you said, then I would have been in a different mode of putting through, you know, throughout putting together yeah. this story. Because I think flashbacks are a tool and, and you know, they should, they should, you can use them to manipulate the audience, right? They don't, nothing you show the audience has to be the truth. Yeah. It's, it's all a, a way to steer the audience to think certain things. And flashbacks are a really useful tool to do that at, at times right. if they're used properly. In this version, they did nothing with the flashback right. so other than just information. In this version, it felt like it was, um, it was just on the cusp of being a slasher film, which a lot of people refer to it mm -hmm. as like a sort of, which I want to get, I want to have a discussion of on that and things of note. Okay. You know, is it a slasher film or not okay. kind of thing? <laughs> but for me, it was like, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to say something, I, a, a sequence I liked in it as, you know, a, a way of saying uh, why the movie as a whole didn't work for me because like, let me just say what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> You like, sound like me. <laughs> yeah. There was never, it, it was like there was never any room for suspense in like mm. the actual horror movie sense for me. So there was the first oh, kill yeah. that happened and then the second kill that happened, the, the two boys' deaths. Right. It was in between those two was the only part of the movie where I sort of felt the suspense of like a slasher movie. Because at that yes. point was, okay, someone has died. There is a threatening killer. It's been confirmed and we got to get the fuck out of here. We have an idea of who it might be, but maybe there's a twist. It doesn't matter sure. because the suspense is on. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah the, the, as I guess I already said, I kind of like the setup yeah. of like that story that we thought it might be. And then, and then in between the two kills, it was like, okay, I'm having fun with it as a slasher movie. But then, but then they paused the movie. Yeah. They literally paused the movie so that Elias and Ida can stand in the woods together and have a conversation about the nude pictures. It's like. Right. Wouldn't you be rushing to get the car? Get the fuck out of there. And also have that conversation on the run or what the fuck yeah. ever. Like this is a thing that, that I really, really abide by. And I think actors in particular need to know this. Directors definitely need to know this too. Behavior is not uh, uh, independent of dialogue, right? They should be happening at the same time. Anytime you're having a scene and you you stop what you're doing or what you naturally would be doing in that scene to deliver a line, you're in fucking trouble. Right. Well, it was we should have had. There could have been an interesting conflict there of Elias being like, what are you doing? We got to be sprinting as fast as we can. That's right. And her delaying we can... them, then we yeah. go, ooh, what the fuck is she doing? Why is she doing that? And then he can ask why the fuck they're doing that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Come on. Because like, at that moment, I was like, you got to save your friend. Yeah. But then they were like, you know, actually, let's stop to talk about these photos again. Right. And, and <laughs> both yeah. of them. Yeah. Ugh. I already kind of said too, yeah, like felt so many steps ahead that it never settled in the present. That's like mm -hmm. another maybe sort of sure. how I felt emotionally watching it. Um, 
the uh you know you're talking about how you liked it was shot so here to sort of shift gears into a more practical thing okay. uh, the the lights at night do bug me that much like i know it, it's a it, it's a personal preference thing but it's like a, it's a hard hard problem to solve i and i've gotten into little like almost little tiffs with my dp on this you know we shot mm, a I cabin bet. in the woods horror movie oh, right. yeah, yeah. and shoot at night and stuff and i'm like I look to my favorites are like um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the 70s where sure. the night scenes and American Graffiti where it's just like there's a whole scene and conversation. You can't see anything that's like mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. It's like night. Um, I really like that. Yeah. And I, I have seen a cool I saw a short film recently that was pretty well done. It's like a horror short. And it was the first film shot entirely with like night lighting with a new, you know, with a camera that can get oh, to that sure. level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty open to that too. But there's just something about that aesthetic of like a huge old light lighting the forest and having that strong yeah. moonlight. I'm just not into it. Even if it is like, and, and maybe even, that, even if it's artistic and pretty. Yeah, well, it's. I think it's. It's more that sort of like what we were talking about that that tonal line it was writing of like being something gritty and realistic yeah. versus something like a a scream movie or like yeah. a more conventional slasher film. So like in those films, obviously, do whatever you know, you know, light Nev Kemble however you want. You know, let's, <laughs> you know, shine, let's make it all shiny and bright. This is a big budget movie. You know what I think you're forgetting? Mm-hmm. I think you're forgetting that this is taking place in Scandinavia. It's so close to the Arctic Circle. <laughs> There's so much closer to the moon. That yeah. moon is so bright. It's in fact the moon is actually above in Lake Bottom. The forest. Yeah. It's actually below the tree line. <laughs> <laughs> That's just. I don't know. It's, it's get, a personal I get preference you. I thing. Get, yeah, I totally get it. I want us to, even though there may not be an easy solution around that, I'd rather challenge that. Yeah. It is a, it's a fucking challenge. Yeah. Finding tonally your version of how to shoot at night, mm-hmm. if that's what you're doing, is a fucking challenge. Yeah. I just so good luck. I think it was, again, just what I was wanting from this movie is this wasn't what it was. Yeah. Where, like, I would have been down for a conventional stark kind of eerie moody you know something that's i wouldn't want to even call slasher because of the based on true events thing but something that can really get Mm -hmm. under your skin Mm -hmm. which it could have done Ooh, that's an interesting point this this is this is what didn't work i guess it it never got under my skin in any way only that that tail ending that i said that that sequence for me was really okay stand out unsettling yeah it wasn't for me (laughs) yep I mean, which I don't blame you after a whole movie that's not that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like I said, just the the mouths being glued. I thought was cool, but we didn't really get anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. And why? Yeah, because it's fucked up and creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Things of note. Yeah, I think we should. This should be interesting. So I brought up, is this, is this movie, does it, is it so aware of slasher conventions that it doesn't even, you can't even call it a slasher? Because that's what people, people kept referring to it as, a, oh, a slasher film. And one review, it's like, I want to see this guy take on the Friday the 13th franchise. And I'm like, no, this was not, uh, no. this is, as far as a slasher movie, it was kind of, it's well, the not, worst. Yeah, it's not a slasher it's a movie. movie. It's not at all. 
I I mean, I don't think it is at all. Right. The se- again, the setup seemed like it could have been a slasher film, but sure. as soon as the, even as soon as the idea of the the first twist that comes of like, oh, we aren't just here to smoke pot and fool around. We actually mm-hmm. want to recreate this thing and didn't tell you about it. Even that sort of started skewing from what felt like a slasher film. It started feeling like, okay, this is the sort of more story elements than I even, you know, need or want. It could have sustained being a slasher with that. But then again, as soon as that first kill actually happens and first, you know, twist happens of, um, oh, it's the girls. Well, and I think that's that's precisely what people are, are saying in that it subverts the slasher thing yeah it it sure does it's not a slasher (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) they say it might be and then they go just kidding it's not so sure if you want to say that subverted the genre yeah or it's just not that genre right that's exactly it that was more my take on it versus it was no none yeah it was not one in the end i would say no it's a psychological thriller um that's it. It's a it's a fucking psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a thriller. I mean, it's it's a twist. It's a twist movie, right? Like this, the setting and the the characters being teenagers and that the kills are stabbing isn't actually enough to make it. Yeah, those <laughs> those things uh, are not. How would you say this? Those things are not mutually inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like just because you have those doesn't make it a slasher. Yeah, exactly. But I think people are quick to label yeah. it that because of the they want to. And somebody to, got stabbed. Yeah, because they want to be able to say, "Oh, we know these are in slasher movies, makes it a slasher." Right. Um. So there was that. I was curious to talk about, but I don't think we have to explore it anymore. We we're both on the same page, yeah. I guess. But um, I had sort of brought this earlier. How brought this up earlier? How. What you said something you liked about it was the sort of like extreme high emotions when you're a teenager and uh-huh. like the different ways to deal with that. So I'm like, yeah, that's true. That was in there. That's interesting. But there are these other things going on it too. So oh, yeah. So what was kind of interesting was how those things in themselves yet. Uh, okay. Okay. Let me let me back up here. So the, the <laughs> one that I latched on to out of those was I I liked this stuff. That was like it was it, about people's obsessions with you know true crime kind of thing. Yes, and which well, I I you know it's a bit I love true crime. Yeah, like I listen to multiple true crime podcasts, especially there's when it's you know a case that's like oh this occurred in 1960 mm-hmm. because it almost takes on a more lore that we can detach yeah. from and feel less guilty about being so you know yeah uh, interested. I don't want I almost said enamored, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> because it does get us excited yeah. like yeah. And, and we hesitate to use the word cool but like it's it's equatable to how we feel you yeah. know feel so so is what you're getting at is that you you know you you present this thing that is of high interest and that people are get into and you kind of never do anything with it that's that well that's in my what didn't work for me yeah. for sure and we could have mentioned this in that context cuz that it, kid but, you know there's this whole, like, his whole character and, and motivation is predicated on being interested in this true crime thing mm-hmm. or this murder. And that, there's no real thread. Yeah. But, okay, again, what was interesting, this is things of note here. 
Right. What was interesting <laughs> to me about it. Shit. And remember, like, what I was saying, like, even the, the actual ending of the other, the new group of kids showing up, mm-hmm. which was like, oh, presumably now yeah, the they're kind of there for the same reason. The more recent murders took place, right, too. Right, they're yeah. there for that. So those, yeah, all interesting ideas and sort of a through line. But, but I, I guess, yeah, what I thought was interesting, how this approach to it, it sort of, um, it sort of put them in the clear as far as being coming across like as as more offensive than if they had just um or not i don't want to say offensive but it's like they were less apt to be disrespectful to the original murders oh that's interesting you know yeah like maybe they kind of shied away from going down a pathway where they're really exploring those because they were actual murders yeah hmm yeah you might be right yeah you know what they say Nobody's as polite as a fin. Is that what they say? I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> but they seem real nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, and it is, you know, relatively smaller country. So like these, you know, the original murders that happened, it's like everyone knows about them. Yeah. And I think I read in a review, you know, the director's like, oh, I went, everyone is somehow connected to someone who is wow. involved with that, you know. That's crazy. <laughs> like uh, you, you all, everyone knows someone who knows someone who wow. who's, you know, was neighbors with one of the kids or whatever. Huh. That kind of thing. I do think kind of on that same note, it and, and just kind of because like I said, I I find true crime stuff fascinating. Yeah. This is a very interesting case and and unsolved. Like it there is no, you know, they yeah. have no fucking idea who did it. Um, and even just reading the Wikipedia page on the actual murders, it's got some, well, here's what I thought was really interesting about the case. Cause you know, that's, that's, I didn't read too much about it, but that's what I know is the surface level thing is like, it's an unsolved mystery. So yeah. I assumed, oh, that means they all died, but no, there was one survivor. I didn't, I thought that was really interesting. In the original case. In the actual, in the actual original case. case. I know. So it was. And that, that dude. He suffered terrible injuries and mental trauma. And also. <laughs> Sorry, I never like to swear. I let Tim do all the swearing on this podcast. <laughs> but but uh, I 40, just. 45 years after the murder, he was put on trial for the murder. Whoa. Yeah. So like I said, this is a pretty interesting case. Uh, 44 years. Sorry. Um, he was arrested, blah, 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 blah. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm misreading this. Read, read into it. Cause it's pretty interesting. Um, cause there is this weird overlap of him getting arrested for being that he was drunk and, uh, they, I'm, I'm not doing this service at all. Like read the Wikipedia page. It's crazy. Great. Well, that we should have read it, and then we could have reported the most, the more interesting things about it. Re- it's, or re- it's so read it got, or don't. There's a, there's a lot, and it's like we could go down this rabbit hole way too fast, and then this podcast would be two hours long. So, you mean it would just be you just reading the Wikipedia page? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't need that. Somebody else has done it. I'm sure. Um, my last thing of note, uh, and I you know another review. I just called this. But that the film crew was unable to shoot at the real lake bottom due to an Angry Birds theme park being built near the site of the murders. What? (laughs) Oh, my God. 
So, uh, there, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. Right. <laughs> and uh, maybe five years from now, Tim, you and I can get our, our picture in front of the Angry Birds theme park where this murder happened. Jesus Christ. What review. the hell? Isn't that crazy? Oh, here's the perfect spot. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> and that it's an Angry Birds theme park is being built at all. Is I have enough. an idea for the sequel to Lake Bottom. <laughs> what? The owner of the Angry Birds theme park is actually the original killer. Mm-hmm. And a group of kids go to the theme park and uncover his diabolicalness. Right. And then you can have all sorts of fun theme park deaths. Right. Maybe he's just building the theme park, the Angry Birds theme park to do like a real human Angry Birds, you know. Yeah. Like... He's trying to attract more kids to kill. Angry Birds, uh, like high stakes Angry Birds. <laughs> Like real life Angry Birds, because the game is like you're throwing, yeah, and yeah, and you're trying to kill these murders. birds or something. You're shooting birds at pigs. Okay, yeah. So you could be shooting kids at kids. <laughs> you should get shit. They, I mean, these the this is so dark. The original murders were blunt force trauma. So you know, maybe he used an angry bird originally, which I think does what whatever we're. <laughs> We're giggling at here. I think it does get it's at like so fucked up. The I think you could argue, and maybe this is a thing of note. Like I don't think someone would be wrong to just say that even this movie and the approach that it took, like where I said how it distanced itself by getting us to sympathize or like empathize with people who are just fascinated with these murders. Mm. You know, it feels less at risk of offending anyone or being disrespectful. Right. But at the same time, I don't think someone would be wrong if they were like movies that do this at all just. Like, like imagine if, if that was like your, your, your parent who was killed or, you know, or someone right. you knew, like, how would you feel if Lake Bottom Well, and where do you made? draw the line, right? Like, where do you draw the line between creating art and protecting people's, um, right. sensitivities? Titanic. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> every war movie ever. Yeah, I know. And that's, I, I, I do have that internal dialogue a lot of like, no, I, I mean, cause I'm. A filmmaker, I will always fall on the side of like, it does more service to help us preserve and understand and potentially talk about it. Yeah, what happened. Yeah. Unless it's strangers pray at night, then it's just exploitation. Yeah, there's a line. We have to figure out what it is yeah. and try to be on a, a good side of it. So this was just a sort of newfound territory of that whole mm -hmm. uh, line exploring. Yeah. <laughs> thought. Yeah. I think here's the thing. They could have made this exact movie and it could have had nothing to do with Lake Bottom yep. or the history of that. Yeah. So they are, in that sense, exploiting the fact that this murder happened and the name recognition of it. It probably is just because they were they're from there, the filmmakers. I so agree. They know about it. And but they are it. they are using it for that reason. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. To some extent. I felt like since they're there and everyone knows about it, yeah. it's like, well, why, why I'm not, fake it if we can Yeah, just... I'm, not a, I'm not against it. I'm just saying like that that's a large part of their consideration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have one thing of note, um, which I think would be interesting to ask somebody from Scandinavia. So using the name Nora for essentially the antagonist... I, it makes me think of the most famous Nora in in theater history, which is uh, Nora um, Helmer, or, uh, yeah, Helmer, which is from an Ibsen play, a Norwegian playwright. 
uh, called um, uh, A Doll's House. And the basic premise is that a mother of a couple kids is very unhappy and the whole play revolves around her ultimately deciding to leave her family, which was a big fucking deal. Um, It was written in 1879, so, or it premiered then. So at the time, like, to have a, a mother abandon her kids was like what way like you're you're like the most evil person ever and it created this conversation about what it means to be a woman and it's it's a really great play so i wonder if using the name nora is significant at all if that's a if if you know if it was purposeful or if it was just coincidence yeah, it just struck me as an incredibly like Scandinavian name or like Yeah, it may just be that. It's a common name. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I don't know either. Well, maybe but we'll it... get the chance to ask the the filmmakers someday. Yeah. So let's remember that. <laughs> and in the meantime, can we move on to our recommendations? I think we should. Do you have a recommendation? Um because you have to. I do. And now I'm forgetting the name of it. You know what I think? Actually, I'm going to recommend. I didn't do this last time, did I? Um, the uh, The Exorcist TV show. No, you did not. Dude. I recommended it, did it to you off screen or oh. off off air. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. How far oh. through are you? Oh, finished season one. So did you? Okay. So good. It is so good. I got to talk to you off the air because I don't want to spoil anything. It is so anything. good, and so. My friend, um, thank you, Jesse, who may be listening to this. My friend, I've thanked him for listening to this before, but he's the one who recommended to me I watched oh, it, really? and then I recommended you to watch Dude, it. So it's pay it forward. so good. And also, last night I turned the original Exorcist on, and... It's not a light watch. No. Um, but I love it. It like It makes me giggle a lot. I don't know why. I mean, last time I I saw The Exorcist recently, I posted on our on our Instagram story on dismembering mm. horror. Um, uh, yeah, I went to the was it the forty fifth anniversary right. screening? So, uh, and about right. uh, Ellen Burstein was there as well as yeah. William Friedkin. Yeah, man, and I got some good front row uh, pictures of them. It's so good. Um, what I realized in watching the original, when I was watching the TV show, I was thinking. I guess, oh shit, am I spoiling this? Does it matter? Does anybody care? Yeah, don't. I know what you're going to do, don't. Okay, well, I'll say this. They are sequels to each other. We know that. The TV show is a sequel to the original movie. Um, Actually, we don't know that. I would argue that spoils it. Really? Yep. If I, I mean, it... that's it's based on his second book. Yeah, no, that's... going into the show, I'm like, okay. this is just some exorcist show. Well, you know? like... okay, that's fair. But I guess all I'll say then without spoiling anything else, the casting is fucking really good. Yeah. Like really, really, really good. <laughs> and like kind of blew my mind. It was cool because like for me, we're just getting out of this show now. Do watch it. We recommend <laughs> Dead It. Hopefully this is, encourages you other horror fans yeah. to check it out. It did have that sort of like you know, network TV gloss to it. Mm. But it was just that the story, like I just, and I loved, yeah, the story and the actors. Mm -hmm. It was just so neat how they sort of cracked making an exorcist TV show that even though it wasn't my favorite style, um, I didn't care because it was, everything else was so great. Well, and it's a bummer because they only did two 
seasons of it and i think it's, it's more canceled. it's a blessing that there was a second season yeah that may be true a bummer than there being one <laughs> yeah i'm excited to get into the second season what do you got uh i recommend dead another podcast because we had recommended it some before i don't listen it maybe it makes it sound like i listen to a lot maybe i am more now i like the more like limited scope podcast you know where it's just like Oh, like you just had me listen to, you recommended it. You must remember this Mm -hmm. Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi. I've been enjoying that. So this was one I've always had this fascination with Natalie Wood's death. Oh, yeah. And sort of, I mean, it's talking about unsolved mysteries, but uh, it's a podcast called Fatal Voyage, The Mysterious Death of Natalie Wood. It's a newer podcast. It came out this last year. Hmm. And it really... It delves into it in that sort of fully in- investigative way that cool. feels like it pays respect to her, does it, and is very, it's extremely cathartic for someone who's just like, can we just talk about like what even happened and pick it apart? Don't we owe the situation that much? Yeah, and stop talking about the weird like rumors around it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's all these fucking like conspiracy theories and whatever. It's like, right. Those well, those may be based in something, but like, let's stop just throwing that out there because somebody said something. Well, one here's time what it sounded cool. It parses those out because there's Good. some things you'd hear about it and you'd be like, oh, whatever. That's just a conspiracy theory thing. But like then in this context, it's like, no, there was actually people on a boat nearby who heard a woman screaming. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like. I would rather get down to the nitty gritty of why that the conspiracy theory even exists in the first place than just throw it around willy nilly. Yeah. Um, I just used, by the way, I just used nitty gritty and willy nilly in one sentence. Let's get into the nitty gritty willy nilly of it. Uh, Yeah, you should check it out. That's cool. Fatal Voyage, the Mysterious Death of Natalie Wood. And the boat captain is like the... One of the cent- the sort of central figures in it are the mm. boat captain and um, Natalie Wood's sister. Okay. And uh, the boat captain speaks so lucidly and just strikes me as like a really affable person that he's just one of those people you only believe him mm. when you read it versus sort of this like the Robert Wagner side of the story of like mm. blah, blah, blah. Like he's just writing a book to get money and sort of people. <laughs> yeah. Please check it out. Do do. I don't trust Robert Wagner. Please do miss. Yeah, me neither. And it sort of sickens me now to see like him in Austin Powers and just (laughs) fan conventions. They do confront him at a fan convention. Oh shit! So it's like you hear like this is what lying, manipulative people sound like. His response, and they get a psychologist to speak to how he responds. Anyway, please do Miss Wood a service. It's such a tragedy what happened to her. I'm kind of obsessed with it. If you can't tell and. I think that's why it's like just so it's so sad. Well, and I think this speaks to kind of a larger point about why we're interested in this stuff. It's not because we're, uh, you know, we like the macabre or we like we we get some joy out of it. It's it's actually there's something deeper to it. It's that we we are interested in injustice. And I think that's also part of why a lot of horror films work because it's pointing at the fact that in the world some crazy shit happens and horrible stuff happens to people and watching how they deal with that is important um and so i i think i'm always reluctant when i you know if i'm introducing to a stranger that i really like true crime there's a little bit of tentativeness because you know they might be like what the fuck's 
like, are you a psychopath? Like, what the fuck? Why are you into this dark shit? And it's like, because it matters. People have been killed. Like, we should know and find out and seek justice for that. And learning about the psychology behind why certain things happen and people do certain awful things is fascinating because it gives us a better sense of what it means to be human and yeah. to live among other humans that have suffered tragedy. And to shift that more from true crime to horror films, it's more of a, a self-reflexivity yes. that occurs. Yes, exactly. Which is, I hope this is an ongoing question in our podcast we touch on, because my dad will always ask me, like, so why, you know, what do you like about horror movies kind of thing? <laughs> and uh, I never have too much of an easy answer, because there's so much I've read and people have said so much about it. But it... Uh, for anyone who asks that, it's usually feels like you automatically could never explain it. Yeah. So I think that's where I get tripped up and why it's an ongoing, interesting thing to explore. How about you get that hat out, Tim, and we figure <gasps> out what we're watching next oh, week? Oh, I forgot that that's what we do here. Where is so it? So why I say oh, you have the hat? Great. It's right there. Yeah, it's, it's in its spot. It's on its shelf. Wait, did you pull last time or did I? You did. Oh, okay. You said, I remember you saying Lake bottom <laughs> oh, that's right i got so excited i wanted to pull this is why we take turrets mm -hmm. what is it 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 maggie maggie yes arnold from 2015 arnold schwarzenegger zombie film have i ever told you that arnold was like my you know how every kid has like a uh i mean maybe not every kid Lots of kids have, like, their go-to sort of action hero when they're little. Stallone or Van Yeah, Van Damme whoever or it is. Right. Schwarzenegger was my full-on. Or I Jackie watched... Chan. Or... Yeah, I watched every short... Schwartz. I watched every Schwarzenegger movie up until Last Action Hero, and then I stopped. You mean you didn't see the uh, one where him and Sylvester Stallone escaped from a super prison? Oh, I actually did see that one. I watched that too. <laughs> and now we get to see Maggie. Cool. I'm excited. 2015. Me too. We'll figure out where to find it. But if you get a chance, go go find it and watch yeah. it before next week. Great. Well, you've uh, if you're listening to this, you already know where we are. You found us. Well, That's right. Well, you can find us wherever you have found us. And yeah. you can also find us at dismemberinghorror.com. Yeah, and on iTunes and all those things. And also, tell a friend. Yeah. You know, if you're into it. Why not? Because you probably have uh, friends who like horror movies and watching them and, and talking about yeah. them. I put it out there the other day on Facebook. I just was like, who of my friends are into horror films and, and podcasts? And like a handful of people raised their hands. And I was like, cool. They bit. And I was like, I had no idea that any of you were into that. So here you go. Listen Great. to this shit. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you regardless for listening. Thank yeah. you. We appreciate it. We love you so much. And we'll see you next time for Maggie. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Hell yeah.